together. Uh, Father, share some prayer requests, spend some time in fellowship, and to uh, break open the Word of God. So, Father, help us. Help us to get a hold of what you'd have us to get a hold of tonight. I pray to be a blessing and encouragement to the folks tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, we do pray. Amen and amen. All right, all right. So, take your Bibles. We're going to be turning to several different places. I don't necessarily have a main text tonight, but we're going to start off in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 5. So, 1 Peter, chapter 5. And uh, we're looking tonight how we can overcome the devil this holiday season. You know, I thought it was interesting, uh, you know, some of the prayer requests that we've heard already. Uh, here it is, the holiday, and, and uh, folks are uh, talking about family issues and people falling down and so forth. You know, there's, uh, there's something behind that, you see. And, uh, and I believe that uh, the devil is often behind those types of things. And uh, we can really get discouraged about things, can't we? Uh, as I said a while ago... Uh, we might face the same thing throughout the year, but it just, you know, it may not bother us, but for some reason that exact same thing can happen around the holidays, and, and it just has a little more sting to it, right? Uh, you know, and we always say, oh, what a shame, and it's Thanksgiving, and oh, man, it's Christmas, you know, why does this have to happen at Christmas time? And, you know, I've said those types of things before, and as I mentioned a while ago, uh, tomorrow, <clears throat> I suppose, I, I guess I'm right, it, the, you know, the holiday season officially begins, and uh, as we uh, will uh, observe Thanksgiving, and then uh, at the end of the year, Christmas will come along, the new year after that. And certainly those are joyous times for many and, and uh, got a lot of great memories and, uh, and so forth. Uh, you know, a lot of times we're able to be around family and loved ones. We're not always around during those times. And, but as I said, Satan sometimes seems to really attack during these times as well. Uh, and, uh, and what I mean by that, these are satanic attacks on us. Uh, now, I, I'm preaching to believers tonight. We know a believer can never be possessed by the devil, amen? That's impossible. But we can be oppressed, uh, in other words, pressured by the devil. Uh, now, the devil isn't like God. He can't read your mind or your heart, uh, but he just knows human nature. And uh, certainly those angels that follow him know our human nature as well. And I'm not sure exactly how it all works, but I will just tell you this. We don't have to give in to the devil. You know, the devil can't make you do anything, amen? Uh, he can beguile you, uh, but at the end of the day, it's your choice to either trust God or, or trust your instincts or, you know, trust how you feel. And, you know, by the way, never trust how you feel. Trust what God says. That's, that's what you need to trust. And, and so again, but, the, but certainly uh, the Bible does reveal, uh, uh, and we'll read here in just a moment, a little warning about that. And uh, so it is those, uh, those spiritual forces, if you will, trying to get to us. And really what, what it's about is, is they want us to fail ourselves. In other words, use, use our, you know, they want us to use our own flesh against us. You know, that's, that's what this is about. Uh, and again, it's, that's what we mean by oppression or pressure, temptation, if you will. And so uh, Satan and his army, as I said a while ago, they know human nature. Uh, they can't read your thoughts. They can't see into your heart. None of those types of things. They're not you know, divine as God is. But certainly they can, they can do things to tempt us, if you will, to choose to respond in a way that's harmful to us. And of course, they love that when that happens. And as I mentioned already a few times, I think especially during the, the family-type holidays, you know, that we're coming up to here in just a little bit. In other words, a time when we think everything should be happy and perfect, you know, the, the perfect Christmas cards, you know, with the family on the front of it, those types of things. But, uh, but if it's not, in other words, 
you know, you know, you may be here tonight, and and and, and things are good in most of your family's area, you know, or in the area of family, but there could be, you know, a little rift going on. Maybe not with you, but maybe a, a siblings, you know, or or a mom and a sibling, whatever. Uh, and and when when that happens, you know, we're we're here. We think, boy, this should be a time when everything should be happy and perfect. But if it's not, we can feel robbed, you know, and 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 we could really feel bad about that. Maybe even more so if it wasn't the holidays. Uh, and so that's that's kind of the approach that I want to take tonight. How we can overcome the devil this holiday season. And so I want to share with you how we can overcome uh, uh, the the devil uh, as we look here at a few things. We'll be turning to a lot of scripture tonight, uh, but I won't preach too long. It's it's uh, pretty short, but we will be turning to a lot of scripture. Um, if you have a problem finding things in your Bible, that's okay. Just just write it down and just listen, and you can look them up later. But uh, number one, uh, realize Satan is more powerful than you are. We, we do need to realize that, okay? Uh, but you can overcome him. And what I mean by you, it's not you, but who is in you. Uh, you can overcome him. But look at 1 Peter 5, 8. You know, as they sometimes say, we'll give the devil his due here. But 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 um, says, uh, I've got to get there my fir- first myself. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, uh, be sober, and that just means be serious, uh, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. So this verse says a great deal, but it certainly indicates that we need to be aware that there is, uh, there is a devil out there, uh, and he wants to harm us in, in many ways. And the thing to remember is, is that you may be a very spiritually mature Christian. I hope we all are tonight, or that's what you want to be. But I know in my own personal life, there have been way more spiritual mature people than I am that have been deceived and defeated by the devil. So we need to take heed lest we fall, right? So we're, we never get to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm a mature Christian, the devil won't mess with me. Oh, that's, that's, hey, listen, if you feel that way, he's, he's already got you in a lot of ways. And so we need to be careful with that. And so we, we need to understand, okay, what's our, what's our hope? In other words, what's our only hope really in defeating the devil? Now, we're going to turn to a couple places. Turn back to the book of James, and it's just a few pages back toward the front of your Bible. You won't have to go very far, and you'll be in the book of James already. And we're going to be at the last chapter of James. Uh, James, uh, uh, actually James chapter 4, not the last chapter, but James chapter 4. And I want you to, to understand, this is a very, very important verse. We probably, we probably know it um, uh, or have heard it. But really, we really need to look at it closely, okay? So verse 7, James chapter 4, verse 7. Here's how we defeat the devil. It says, submit yourselves therefore to God. That's the first thing you need to do, right? But it says here, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So the only way to beat the devil is not fighting him, but resisting him. You know, you, uh, we've just seen that, hey, we, we can't beat the devil, right? There's, there's no way. All right. So we don't we don't fight him, uh, but we resist him. Now turn back toward the book of Revelations to the Epistle of First John, and let's look at another verse, and we'll tie this together, and we'll be done with this first point very quickly. But First John chapter four, First John chapter four, verse four. Notice what it says: uh, "Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you." than he that is in the world. Who is that that's in us? Well, that's, that's God, right? He that is in the world, that's the devil. So if you're saved tonight, 
greater is he, that is Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit of God, in you than he, that's the devil, in the world. So we, we have what we need. Our job is simply to resist. Amen. Uh, so many times we allow uh, the environment, we allow the situation, we allow how we think and what we feel, we rely on life experiences to cause us to go against what God says. And you need to resist that. That's resisting the devil. And you can do it uh, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when we fail, it's because we failed. We, we, didn't, we didn't trust God, right? And so, so again, we, we do understand that Satan is more powerful than us, but he, you can overcome him, that is through Christ. And that's a guarantee. Amen. That's a promise. Amen. So we don't have to be defeated by the devil. There's no, no doubt about that. Number two, uh, pray daily for God's help against the devil. You know, prayer does a lot of things. One thing that it does is it reminds us of our needs, you know. Uh, that's why this prayer list, and, and I hope you have your own personal prayer list as well, is so uh, important. Now let's go to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And so the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, chapter 11, and uh, we find here the Lord's Prayer. It's also found in the book of Matthew as well. Uh, uh, but uh, we're going to read uh, Luke chapter 11 concerning that. Uh, uh, it's a little shorter but uh, just want to pull something out of it, not going to teach on it per se, but just want to pull a thought out of it. And we, we, these are familiar words. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread. Now notice verse 4, And forgive us our sins, for we also, also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Right? Right? We do that, don't we? Yeah, amen, we're supposed to, brother, amen. But now here's what I want you to look at. And lead us not into temptation, now notice what it says, but deliver us from evil. And of course, you know, we understand what we're talking about there, evil. Now, the, the, this, God's will is this, is that we don't allow the devil to pressure us, to oppress us, uh, to talk us into doing something we know God says is wrong. God will give us daily what we need, and keep us from evil. Amen. And this is in the context of prayer. And so if we neglect prayer, and this is where a lot of people want to argue with the pastor, oh, I, I do all my prayer time at night. I'm just not a morning person. I'm telling you, that's not a biblical way. I pray at night, that's fine. But, but hey, listen, I, I, there, do not start your day without prayer. Amen. There's, hey, listen, there's power in prayer. Amen. Hey, listen, you're, you're going out unarmed. <laughs> Spend time with God in the morning. And I know our schedules all differ, but you can find some time to pray. Amen. 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 I tell you, that's important. So pray daily, and not just in the morning, but certainly throughout the day. Uh, so pray daily for God's help against the devil. Don't wait till you're knee-deep in it and then pray. Pray so you don't get knee-deep in it. Amen. Doesn't that make better sense? Amen. I believe that does. All right, number three. Uh, never stop learning and growing in the Lord. Again, we can overcome the devil this holiday season. Number three, never stop learning and growing in the Lord. You know, to stop growing in the Lord is always to lose ground. Always remember this, that when the Christian stops, he immediately starts going backwards. Uh, and I've shared this with you before. Uh, now, we know the devil never stops, amen? 
and, and, and we shouldn't either for that purpose. But the Christian life is really much like a fish that's swimming upstream against the current. That's, that's what we're doing, we're, or at least we should, right? I mean, I don't know about you, I don't want to go with the flow of this world, do you? Hey, I, hey I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I'm again it, right, Brother Brad? We're, we're again it. And so we're, we, 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 swim, we, we need to be swimming against the current, amen, not going with every fad and custom. And Hey, listen, we, we, we want God to guide us, right? And that's going to go against the grain of the world, that's for sure. By the way, who's the prince of this world? Satan, amen? And so we, we need to be careful about things. And so it's like we're, we should be like fish swimming upstream against the current. Uh, we're to resist the current. If we stop, we're going to go backwards uh, with the flow of this world. And so this is done by maturing every day in the Lord. And we, you know, again, I mentioned prayer again, certainly vital to spiritual growth, but we also have a Bible, you know, uh, the Word of God. Uh, your attitude towards God is your, your attitude towards the Bible is your attitude towards God tonight. Amen. Uh, so we need to, to be aware of that. Now, we can never talk about uh, spiritual oppression without going to Ephesians chapter 6. So let's go there. Go to the epistle of Ephesians uh, chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, another very uh, important verse as well, actually a, a passage here. Uh, I want to go ahead and read all of this. I'm not going to take time to explain all of it, but it's a very important passage. We're going to start there at verse 10. Notice what Paul says, Finally, my brethren, so he's talking to believers, be strong in the Lord in the power of whose might? His might. Put on the whole armor of God. And boy, if you ever want to just study some things, this would be a great passage to study. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That is the trickery of the devil, the ways of the devil. Now notice what verse 12 says, and this really sums up everything we've been talking about tonight. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hey, listen, that, that issue that you might be having with a family member, that's not the real issue. That's a symptom, that's a result. Okay, but that's not the issue. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Here's where our, our battle is, but against principalities. And these are all spiritual battles uh, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, that's a very important verse uh, that every believer should understand. Wherefore, here's what you need to do. Because of that, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Uh, in other words, this is uh, uh, preventive maintenance here. You know, we're talking about not, like I said, oftentimes we, we wait till we're neck deep in it. We wait till the tragedy strikes, and then we want to get all spiritual. No, be spiritual before. Amen. Stand therefore, verse 14, having your loins, loins girt about you with truth and having on the blessed breastplate of righteousness. All these have significant meanings. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. So in our, uh, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. And take the helmet of salvation. You know, if you're not saved, uh, this, you're, you're, you're dead already. You need to be born again. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. The Bible. And finally, verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's what, you know, that's what this prayer list is about. Amen. 
And so, so these are some wonderful things. Don't have time to break all this down. Maybe we should back up one of these days and really look at this passage. Probably spend two or three messages on it, I'm sure. But this is teaching us, and what I want you to get out of this tonight, we'll move on, is that there are many areas in our Christian life uh, that we must fortify and grow in. You know, and all these things that your preacher gets up here, you know, and the blood vessel pops out on my neck, and I talk about praying and reading your Bible and, you know, being around other believers and, you know, those types of things. That's what we're talking about here. And those things are mentioned throughout that passage that we just read. And so, so there are a lot of things in our Christian life that we have to fortify and grow in. And by the way, you'll never arrive. The, this is something you need to constantly be doing. We have to mature in every area of our Christian life walk. I remember uh, uh, I, I was uh, in the Navy and uh, I, I believe it was boot camp or a school there before I actually got assigned to a ship, but uh, I remember reading this or hearing it and uh, the, the, I think I read it, but, but it said that a ship is only as strong as its weakest point. In other words, uh, you know, it doesn't matter However strong it is everywhere else, that weakest point is, determines the strength of that ship. Um, and a lot of uh, uh, ships have been sunk in really ridiculous ways because it was a weak point the enemy knew about. You know, it wasn't likely that it would get hit, but the enemy found out, now here's a weak point. You hit it right there, it's going down. And that's what would happen. Uh, and there's, there's all kinds of stories uh, along those lines. And so no matter how strong it may be in other places, it's still only as strong as that weakest point. And again, that's where the enemy attacks. Now, hopefully you're beginning to see a picture in your own life. You may be very strong in, in, in Bible memorization. You may be very strong in other areas. But listen, the devil, will, the devil he, he won't attack you in that area. He will attack you in your weakest area. And he'll attack you when you're most vulnerable in that weakest area as well. He'll wait till your belly's up, and then he'll plunge the knife in. That's, 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 that's him. He's our adversary, okay? Seeking whom he may devour. And he's a master at it. And uh, so, so, again, we, you know, these are some things that we need to understand. And, you know, you know I, I know I, I talk about the Bible a lot, and this is why the Word of God is so important. Uh, why setting under proper, spirit-filled Preaching and doctrine is important, amen? Uh, in other words, what I'm talking about, the Bible, but the preaching of the Bible, amen? Not, not this stuff that we hear a lot. Listen, it's, it's preaching what saith the Lord. That's, that's what we need, amen? That, that's what we need. Um, it's so important. Because the, what does the Bible do? Well, it reveals the weak areas in our life. See, we all have weak areas. Now, here's, here's the danger of that. When you don't realize it's a weak area. When you don't realize it's a weak area. We'll read a proverb here in a minute uh, talking about that. But uh, So again, the Word of God reveals to us, and, and that's what you want your preacher to do, amen? Is to, as the preaching of the Word, uh, is to, to help you to grow better, uh, to find those weak areas in your life. Uh, we might turn there later, but don't turn there now. But we know how Jesus resisted Satan there in Matthew chapter 4, don't we? He did it quoting Scripture. And listen, if our Savior battles the devil with the Bible, don't you think we ought to too? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Know your Bible. Know it well. I'm not saying you've got to 
and memorize it, maybe like some others can. But hey, listen, you ought, you ought to spend time in the Word of God every day. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word if I hid in my heart, why? That I might not sin against thee, against God. In other words, I read that in the Bible. Here it is. God says that's a sin. Had I not read it in the Bible, I might have just jumped in feet first. And that's why a lot of even Christians do some of the things they do, allow some of the things they allow in their life, is because they don't know God's Word. <laughs> God says no. So we need to, and again, that's a weak area in our life. Uh, not knowing Scripture will always lead to giving in, again, to oppression uh, from the devil. Number four, don't ignore, don't accept or make excuses for your weakness. You know, there's, there's, you know, we're all, I'm not me. I say all, I'm talking about me too. We're all guilty of this. You know, we, we don't like talking about where we don't do well, do we? You know, I mean, if I'm good at something, that's what I want to do all the time. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do something I'm not good at, right? So let's go. I told you about a proverb there. We've already studied it in our study. But let's go back to the book of Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. This is, uh, this is good stuff. This will really bless your life. Not just the holidays, but, but uh, all the time. Now notice uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. A prudent man foreseeth evil. In other words, somebody that you know, notices things. Discerning. And hideth himself. In other words, he avoids it. But the simple pass on and are punished. In other words, they just, they just keep on. They just, you know, uh, a discerning man says, whoa, God says, you know, I read in the Bible about Joseph, you know, and, hey, oh boy, we don't want to do that. But a simple man, you know, he's like, and he just, you know, jumps right on in there. Amen. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's something that we want to, uh, to do. So we have to stay away, again, from those situations, those environments, those circumstances, those people. which bring us to those temptations that we struggle with the most. You know, uh, people that don't love the Lord, and I don't care if they're family or not, but people that don't love the Lord won't help you serve the Lord. And we have to be careful with that. Amen. The Bible makes that clear. And uh, so don't ignore, don't accept or make excuses, again, for your weaknesses, uh, uh, you know, Meet them head on, amen, and, and ask God to help you through those. Number five, ask God to fill you with His Spirit. What do I mean by that? Now, if you're a believer tonight, you're, you're indwelt with the Holy Spirit of God. I'm not teaching as some teach. We understand that being filled with the Spirit just simply means be yielded to the Spirit. Be yielded to the Holy Spirit of God that is already inside of you. You know, you have the Holy Spirit of God inside of you, but we don't always yield to Him, do we? Okay, so, so again, ask God to fill you with His Spirit. Um, uh, go ahead and, and turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. We'll, we'll, we'll turn there for just a moment. We've been in Luke already. We'll go back there. Luke chapter 4. Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 4. Again, this is kind of a, an important part that maybe we might skim over sometimes. I just kind of want to bring this out. And uh, again, we're talking about Jesus' uh, temptation in the wilderness. Now, notice what it says. Now, we understand what, what had just happened before Jesus had been baptized, amen, by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. And it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, where he was baptized by John, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. 
Now here's something, just a practical thing you need to understand. And, and now remember, this is God. So Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost, listen, before his temptation. That's big. That's huge. Do, do you see that? He was filled with the Holy Spirit of God before his temptation. Now listen, folks, the key for us is the same. It's to already be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Uh, oftentimes we enter into the desert, into the temptation, we enter into it already starving to death, already thirsty. <laughs> and we don't last long when that happens, right? So, so again, uh, uh, it takes very little sometimes to get us off course. You know, we just, we just won't, you know, listen, you're, you're, you're fixing to go through the wilderness and you're, you're already behind the eight balls, they say. You're, 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 you're not where you need to be. You're not prepared. Amen? You don't have the whole armor of God. You're not filled with the Spirit. And so the point here is, I've mentioned it in a couple different ways already, is don't wait to become, don't wait to be all spiritual when things go bad, be filled with the Spirit always. Amen. And you might also find out that you might not even go through the wilderness. Amen. <laughs> if you're already filled with the Spirit. Amen. There's some of that preventive maintenance, you see. You don't check the oil after the car blows up. You check the oil before the car blows up. Amen. And you don't turn to God and cry out to God and start reading your Bible uh, in the mornings and in the evenings and, 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 and praying more. Uh, listen, you know, yeah, do that, but often we do that after the attacks come, after we find ourselves in a spiritual hole. Hey, listen, do it before and you won't get in that spiritual hole. Amen. And if you do go through that spiritual hole, as Jesus did, you'll come out on the other side. Amen. Unscathed. So praise the Lord. And finally, number six, and I'll be done. Think positive. I know that might sound kind of strange coming from me. But uh, uh, Romans 12, 2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Uh, what does that mean, be transformed by the renewing of your mind? Well, it means changing the way you think. You ever stop to think about that? You see, God doesn't like the way you think tonight. <laughs> Amen. He doesn't like the way I think. Um, and he doesn't like the way anybody thinks. You say, well, how, do, how in the world do I change the way that I think? Uh, well, again, it's up to God. And we'll go to a, another place here. This will be the last place tonight. Go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Another wonderful passage of Scripture. A great, uh, great passage of Scripture. Philippians chapter 4. Here, here's how you uh, uh, renew your mind. Amen. Uh, change the way that you think. Notice what it says. Finally, brethren, believers, uh, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, amen, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen. And, you know... Uh, Listen, when we're allowing junk through our eye gate and ear gate, I mean, that's what you're going to think about, right? Hey, listen, we, we need to guard that. I don't care how old you are tonight. You need to guard your eye gate and ear gate. We need to think on the right things. That's another great passage to study out as well. Um, look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. So, you know, uh, think on these things. Verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received. Where do we learn and receive? 
Right here. Amen. Amen. Those things which you have both learned and received and what? Heard and seen in me. Paul's talking here. What's, it, what's the next word? Do. <laughs> Do. And what will happen? What's it say? And the God of peace might, there's a good chance, hopefully. That's not what it says, is it? It says, if you do those things, the God of peace shall be with who? You. Do we believe God tonight or not? Amen. I put, put him to the test. Amen. He'll prove you wrong every time. <laughs> Amen. And so, hey, praise the Lord. Hey, listen, think positive. Hey, listen, we are on the winning side. Amen. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And uh, so, again, and there's where our, our peace of God comes from. You know, we, we learn things from the Bible, things we, we learn from hearing preaching and our Sunday school teachers, things that, that we learn from what other mature Christians are doing. You know, I think I've shared with you before, I got saved out of a little bit of a rough life, and, and I didn't understand it all. I didn't, sometimes I didn't even agree with it all. I thought, well, that's a little over the top. But at the end of the day, I would go, you know what, though? Everything out of that man's mouth seems to be godly. God's certainly blessing his life. Maybe I ought to start doing what he's doing. Amen? You know, obviously he's doing something right. <laughs> and over the years, come to find out, he wasn't just doing it out of a preference. He had, hey, listen, it, it, was, it, was, it was the Word of God. It was the Bible. Amen. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's why, that's why he felt the way he felt. You know? Hey, listen, I'm just telling you, listen, that, that is how, not just during the holiday season, but that's how we overcome a lot of problems in our life. But certainly, uh, that is some, this is somebody doing these things that will enjoy the holidays this year. I'll end with this. You guys heard me say it. When you're right with God, you're right with people. Every time, there's no way around that. If you find yourself going, well, or but, I'm, I'm just telling you, you're wrong. When you're right with God, you're right with people. Now, I say that, and I say this. That doesn't mean they're right with you. And that's heartbreaking. You can be right with somebody, but they not be right with you. So that, I'm, not, I'm not saying... Everything has to be hunky-dory. But, but I, I want you to understand, these things that I've shared with you tonight are, are, are Bible. I mean, these are deep spiritual truths. Um, and it's somebody, it will help you not just enjoy the holidays, but, but, but your life uh, in general. Amen. And again, I, I think the devil just pours it on a little harder during the holiday season. That's been my experience. And he wants us to be discouraged, and he wants us to be down, and he wants us to, you know, why, why is this? Why me? You know, listen, that, that, that is of the devil. Now, of course, the key to all this is being saved. If you're not saved tonight, none of this here will do you any good. So the first thing you need to do is be born again, right? You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior uh, and invite him to come into your heart. And, uh, wow, tonight would be a great, great day for that. Amen. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed.